everyone, I'm your superb host Sabrina and this is Second Skips, a podcast where I talk about the headlines of the week in an effective and efficient manner. My goal is to put a positive spin on the week's news and be accepting of all political views along the way. Um, So if you're interested, please keep listening. Okay everyone, so today's episode is called COVID-19 in Switzerland did what? Question mark. (laughs) Um, I think you'll understand that a little more. Um, if you keep listening, so yeah, let's go on to some national news. Um, so the Pentagon says that the U.S. strike on Syria killed one fighter and wounded two more. And if you remember last week, um, this was a big topic of discussion, um, often controversial because um, the U.S. Uh, did ha- or did. Um, or President Biden did approve a strike on Syria um, that was that ended up you know unfortunately killing one person um, but yeah the, the the debate was mostly about how relevant or how imminent the threat was to have um, to approve a strike um, but yeah the Pentagon has said that one fighter was killed and two um, people are wounded as a result um, so next to the story involving Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, um, we've been I've been covering this story for I think a couple weeks now, and as I said, like the first week, um, it's not going away. Um, uh, so following the two allegations of sexual assault against Governor Andrew Cuomo, Mayor of New York City Bill De Blasio has said that he should resign. However, today. Governor Cuomo um, has said that he there quote no way there's no way I resign end quote um, so yeah literally the the mayor of New York City um, De Bla- uh, Bill De Blasio has said that if the allegations were true that he should resign but Governor Cuomo is saying that he won't do that and there are also more calls from fellow Democrats such as Andrew I'm so sorry for that extra noise. But yes, there are more calls from fellow Democrats, such as um, Mayor uh, de Blasio, for Governor Cuomo to um, uh, have limited pandemic powers. Um, so there, some are even going as far as to say that he should resign, such as Mayor de, uh, de Blasio. But others are saying that he should have limited pandemic powers, um, so they should limit some of his um, executive powers. However, Governor Cuomo has denied the claims, um, but in his statement, he did say um, that he sometimes has made comments that people may find offensive, but that is not his intention. Um, And on the nursing home situation, which is also another um, issue of uh, contention um, involving Governor uh, Cuomo, is that Governor Cuomo's aides rewrote nursing home reports to hide the higher death toll that was already um, known. But yes, um, Governor Cuomo has definitely been the moral governor in the past um, um, due to his pandemic response early on. Uh, if you remember, New York City and New York State was definitely hit very hard. Um, but he really stepped up. But unfortunately, these allegations of sexual assaults and his um, covering up of nursing home deaths, that's definitely not a good reflection of his, um, of his duties and his work. Um, but yeah, definitely, 
it's concerning, but he says that he's not going to resign. So, so um, on Monday, the Senate confirmed um, President Biden's pick for Education Secretary, Secretary Miguel Cardona um, with the 64-33 votes. Cardona is a former teacher who previously served as Education Commissioner in Connecticut. Um, yes, and uh, um, so that's uh, he's definitely um, making history as being the first Latino uh, person um, in that position. So that's definitely great. Although um, Miguel Cardona um, did uh, pass uh, the confirmation relatively easily, others did not, such as um, such as Mira Tandon, who was supposed to be um, Biden's budget chief, but she was with she had to withdraw her nomination, or her, her nomination was withdrawn by the White House because for, because of former um, tweets she has made on Twitter in the, in the past. Um, you know, I don't really know the content of those tweets. I believe she was um, uh, criticizing Republicans. Um, but definitely, people. I feel like people have made more controversial tweets in the past, um, and they weren't held accountable as much as Mira Tandon was. Um, but yes, it, I mean, of course, I think what people do have has to be. Um, it's very important whether it's in the past or um, in the present. But that doesn't particularly mean that it was. That's how she feels right now. Um, but yeah, so a flight going from Dallas, Texas to Los Angeles, California was diverted, was diverted after a flight over racial slurs. Um, that's very uh, concerning. Thankfully though, I, everyone was okay. Um, and yeah, that's definitely not acceptable. Um, racial slurs obviously are not, um, that's inexcusable. Um, and uh, as I was uh, saying last week, the, um, I don't know the particular racial slurs um, that were uttered on that flight, on that plane, but there has been an increase in um, Asian American um, hate and discrimination uh, since the pandemic. Um, that's very concerning. I talked about that a little bit last week, I believe. But yes, um, again, I don't know the context of the racial slurs that were said on that plane, but that's just a little extra information. Um, and then some very sad news. There was a fatal crash near the U.S.-Mexico US border that has left more than a dozen people dead. Um, that's very um, concerning, obviously. Um, my heart goes out to the, to the family of those um, uh, more than a dozen people, I believe there's 16 people, um, so yeah, um, and then something that's also very concerning, um, if you knew, I don't know if you know or not, or if you knew, but March 4th was supposed to be this, um, special day for whatever reason, I'm not really sure, for, um, QAnon supporters, I believe, there were, it was supposed to be like this mark mark the mark the date type of day um an official said that the the the, the things um on social social media and the intelligence was being taken quote seriously thankfully though nothing um substantial occurred on that day it was on a thursday i believe um yes it was on a thursday and 
Um, thankfully, everything at the Capitol was, um, you know, going normal and there was you know, business as usual. Um, but the House did cancel a session due to security agencies citing potential risk at the Capitol. So Thursday, on Thursday, the House did cancel session due to those, um, to those threats and that potential um, risk um, at the Capitol. And the House also passed a sweeping voting rights bill uh, targeting state restrictions. Of course, this comes as today, Sunday, March 7th, is the, is the 56th anniversary of Bloody Sunday, um, which is the day which is the day um, that people, that protesters marched um, on in Selma, Alabama. Um, around 600 people crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge in an attempt to begin the Selma, um, um, uh, Selma to Montgomery March. Um, uh, state troopers violently attacked the peaceful demonstrators and demonstrators in an attempt to stop the march for voting rights. Um, so definitely very, a very historic day. But yes, the House did pass a sweeping voting rights bill targeting state restrictions. And, if, um, uh, and on to some other news, which is very close to my heart. Um, officials prepared for possible un prepare for possible unrest in Minneapolis, Minnesota following a trial on the killing of George Floyd. Um, the city has spent $1 million on fencing and barricades ahead of the trial. Of course, George Floyd, he was murdered in broad daylight almost a year ago. Um, it was in May of last year. Um, but yes, the trial is being held um, this week. Um, hopefully justice is... is there's justice for Mr. Floyd and his family and all the other um, black lives that have been lost due to police brutality. Um, and it's also worth mentioning that there was an incident in 2017 of a man um, named Joseph, uh, and he, he died shortly after having an altercation with the police and he was heard saying, I can't breathe. They were literally sitting on top of the man as he was, as his face was literally being pushed down into the concrete, um, and he died shortly after. Um, so, um, yeah. So it's not entirely clear if what happened. Um, uh, it's not entirely clear if his death was due to if if his death was due to. Um, what happened, but he did go in cardiac arrest during the um, altercation with the police, so that's very significant. And my heart goes out to um, Joseph's family, of course. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, Representative Swalwell, who was one of the impeachment managers, is suing former President Donald Trump over his role in the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. Um, yes, Don, uh, Donald Trump is definitely facing a myriad of uh, legal uh, lawsuits. Um, and as I said last week, the Manhattan uh, District Attorney has um, possession of his, uh, his tax returns. So that's definitely going to be significant in the future, I believe. But yes, Representative Swalwell 
is one of the impeachment managers suing former President Donald Trump over his role in the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. Um, uh, and some very, very good news, which was, um, uh, <laughs> which is probably is is most definitely uh, one of the big pieces of news this week. The Senate passed President uh, President um, Joe Biden's stimulus relief package. is a 1.9 trillion stimulus relief package, um, uh, with a narrow margin. 50 Democrats saying yes and. 59 Republicans uh, saying no. Just to be clear, that's literally every single Democrat voting yes and every single Republican voting no. Um, the relief package includes a lot of different things, and unfortunately, though, the $15 minimum wage um, proposition did not make it did not um, make it in the bill. Um, President Biden did hope for that. Um, bill to or for, for that um, uh, proposition to make it in the bill, but unfortunately it didn't, and he he kind of foresaw this. He was in the um, Senate for 36 years, so he probably knows the ins and outs of the chambers and things. But yes, and although President Biden said that he wanted um, to uh, to work uh, with pipe uh, to work with bipartisan support, this is definitely his first um, major bill and perhaps one of the most um, biggest one of the biggest bills of his entire presidency definitely um, in this his first half of the presidency before the um, primaries in 2022 but yeah he said that he wanted bipartisan support but obviously this um, big big package didn't get it um, however he President Biden did get what he wanted, he got 1.9 trillion dollars in his relief COVID relief package, um, and he um, obviously I'm pretty sure he was open to compromise, but he got what he wanted. And at the end of the day, um, even though it wasn't with bipartisan support, but it, it was definitely uh, a show of the Democrats and how um, and how um, how unified they were because if one kind of just didn't follow, um, you know, the status quo, uh, then it would have all been moot. Um, so moving on to international news, so the Myanmar's, pro the, the protests in Myanmar continue and there have been um, a lot of deaths as a result of that as well. The, um, a lot of people are saying that the, the, the military is aiming, is shooting into the crowd solely for the purpose of killing um, and that's definitely what it seems like because there are people who have bullet wounds in their stomachs and their heads um, so it's not like you know it's just it's a really it's a really sad story and I really um, applaud um, and com and commemorate those um, in Myanmar who, who believe in their their their, their rights and who are fighting for their rights despite obviously potentially dying as a result of that. It's so um, heartwarming and it, it really renews my faith <laughs> in democracy worldwide. Um, and moving on to Russia now, Alexei Navalny, who is an outspoken um, critic of 
the uh, Kremlin has been sent to a notoriously harsh prison. Um, yes, it's a very, it's just known for being a harsh prison. And Navalny um, was poisoned in, um, over the summer and he blames it on the Kremlin. Um, obviously, though, they denied those claims, but yes, he's being sent to a notoriously harsh prison. Um, and yeah, you know, he shouldn't be penalized for speaking his mind. Um, you know, it's it's sad. Um, so moving on to uh, um, to the UK, Prince Philip has been moved to a second hospital after his first hospitalization two weeks ago, which is raising con raising concerns of the 99 year old royal's health. Um, and he has had a, a heart operation, a heart surgery, I believe. Um, um, and yes, um, my wishes and my, my heart goes out to the family. Hopefully he's doing all right. Um, but also uh, tonight, Sunday, uh, March 7th, is going to be a very enticing, which it seems like a, it's going to be a very enticing and compelling interview um, with... Um, the, uh, with Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle um, of the of Sussex, um, they're the Duke, the Dutch, the the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> excuse me, um, with Oprah Winfrey. Um, it's going to be kind of like a tell-all type of interview, I believe. It's um, I definitely have it recorded, and I um, uh, I, I plan on watching it. Um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. They definitely um, have been more outspoken. Um, and as I reported a couple weeks ago, um, the, uh, the Duchess is pregnant. Uh, so that's definitely amazing news. Um, so now to Australia. Uh, the Australian Attorney General, Chisen Poirier, Christian Poirier, excuse me, has publicly... Uh, yes, Christian Porter um, has publicly denied a historical rape allegation following a storm of speculation, and this has kind of renewed the the women's movements in Australia. Um, and March fifteenth, I believe, is going to be the day where Australian women all over the continents are going to be going to the streets and making their voices heard. Um, obviously, I hope everyone stays safe um, in terms of COVID and everything. But yeah, I definitely uh, feel like uh, that's definitely a really, a really beautiful thing. But yes, the Attorney General, Christian Porter, has denied a historic rape allegation. Um, and uh, on to uh, some religious news. Pope Francis uh, visits Iraq. Um, uh, amid the country's COVID-19 uh, spike in cases and an economic crisis, um, the Pope he visited a lot of historic places, um, and yeah, uh, I think it was uh, an overall pretty good trip. I think it was three days, I believe. Um, but on to some other religious news that is not um, so. Um, not so uplifting. Switzerland has banned 
has banned um, the uh, full facial coverings, um, including the niqab and the burqa in public places. Um, so Swiss, vo Swiss voters have approved uh, a ban on facial coverings, including niqab and burqa in nearly all public places in a closely contested referendum on Sunday. Um, this is definitely very shocking and very disappointing news to me as a Muslim woman. Um, it's definitely infringing upon religious freedom and basic human rights. Um, it's not fair that, it's not, it's just not fair at all. People should be able to wear what they want and should be able to practice their religious, um, um, their religious duties and their religious freedom. They should be able to practice their religion freely without um, living in fear or without being persecuted or without being um, penalized in any way. Um, and honestly, the, the it's not only Europe, it's a lot of other European countries, um, such as France, um, in the past who have made um, similar thing, uh, similar policies in the past. Um, and yeah, they didn't really name Mus Muslims or Islam uh, in general or in specifically, but it's pretty clear um, that's what it is. Um, people are calling it the burqa ban. Um, and that's exactly what it is. It's, it reminds me largely of the, the, the Muslim ban, the travel ban um, here in the U.S. Uh, in 2017 under the Trump administration. Um, and while it was called the Muslim ban, that's not what it was um, officially, but that's literally what it was. All the countries on that list didn't have geographical location in common. They didn't have culture in common, not even language. But they all had one continuity, which was religion, and that's what they were penalized for. Um, penalized for. So yeah, um, that's in part why the this episode title is Switzerland did what. Um, it's a very, um, it's a very, it's a, it's an issue that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, but also when I first heard Switzerland of all places, um, made banned burqas and niqabs, I was kind of like, what is really Switzerland? Um, because Switzerland is kind of seen as like this model country for a lot of different things and a lot of different reasons. Um, but yeah, this is definitely just infringing upon religious freedom for Muslim women, not only in Switzerland, but it, but everywhere. It's not okay. I don't, it's, it's literally telling people how they can dress and, um, and not allowing them to practice their religious freedom or practice their religious their religion practice their religion period um but yeah obviously <laughs> you can probably tell this is something that's very um important to me um but yeah also something that's very important to me which is a much um uh, a much more uh happy <laughs> topic um march 8th which is on monday tomorrow is international women's day so happy early international women's day everyone um so let's move on to covid 19 so texas has become the biggest u.s state to lift the mask mandates 
um, although COVID-19 numbers are going in the right direction, public health officials, including Dr. Rochelle Walensky, uh, who is the director of the CDC, have said to not be lax on the mitigation efforts that are proven to work, like wearing masks, social distancing, and washing hands. Um, and Texas is definitely not the only one. 15 U.S. states have lifted mask mandates. Um, and some governors, uh, such as the governor of Arkansas, have said that people don't need a, ma a, ma a mandate to wear masks. They'll do it anyway. But, you know, I don't know if that's entirely true. Um, uh, hopefully, um, people do that. Of course, we are going in the right direction, and that's really amazing. But we still have to be very attentive um, uh, as, in we're, as we're in a global health pandemic um but yeah something really shocking i saw was in idaho boise idaho there was a ban or a burn burn the masks type of protest rally it was just like a uh, like a they were literally burning masks and there were little children there too throwing the masks into the the fire and that was really uh concerning and disappointing to me but some good news, President Biden has said that every American adult will be able to get the vaccine as soon as the end of May, um, which is definitely some very good news. Um, there have been 90 million vaccines that have been administered in the U.S. so far. That's just under 10 or around 10 percent of the population being uh, fully vaccinated. That's really amazing. Um, so yeah, um, however, some not so good news. The disputes between AstraZeneca and the European Union is heating up. Um, there has been like some uh, debate going on between European nations and AstraZeneca. I'm not sure what the full extent of that is, but yes, it's definitely heating up. Uh, and so, so uh, on to some economy. Uh, so the $15 minimum wage aspect of the COVID-19 relief bill will most likely not ma will most likely not make it past the Senate. As I said before, it did not make it into the relief package, um, and China has canceled one of its target websites for pirated foreign foreign entertainments, which has caused fans to mourn a window to the uncensored world. Um, so now on to some pop culture. So Sunday, February 29th, which seems like so long ago. <laughs> it's like February, um, but that was just last week, only one week ago, uh, was the 70, 78th annual Golden Globes Award. Golden Globes Awards. Um, Golden Globe, Golden Globes Award. Awards. <laughs> and uh, Nomadland won the Best Motion Picture Drama this year. Um, the film's director... Chloe Zhou um, is the second, I'm sorry if I'm saying that incorrectly, but she is the second woman ever to win Best Picture, to win Best Director in, F in, H in HFPA history, so that's really amazing. The last female Globes director, um, directing winner was Barbara Treisand, um, who, won, who won in uh, the prize in 1983 for her film Yentel, uh, she failed to get nominated by the Academy, though, so let's hope that um, Chloe Zhao doesn't suffer the same fate. Um, also, for Comic-Con fans, San Diego Comic-Con um, is planning to return in November with, quote, a smaller in-person event. 
Um, so hopefully that's um, uh, that's good news for people who like Comic Con. Um, um, and so on to climate. There has been an increase in earthquakes um, in general, uh, such as in New Zealand, which issued a tsunami warning on Thursday after three earthquakes strike off the northern coast. Um, and yeah, and also in Iceland, there have there has been. Uh, there has been uh, the I the volcanic island has been hit by seventeen thousand earthquakes in the past week, um, and officials warned that warned that an eruption could be imminent. Um, that's really crazy. Seventeen thousand earthquakes in one week. Wow. Um, I feel like if that's that's. Unfortunately, the reality of climate change, I guess, but that's definitely so um, upsetting. I hope everyone is okay. Um, but moving on to our space news, SpaceX Mars prototype rocket nails um, uh, nails the landing, um, but it explodes on the pad, and that um, there's a video of that. That is, uh, there's a video of that if you want to see that as well. Um, but yes, that is all of the news for this week, everyone. I hope your week was really amazing. Um, uh, so in honor of Women's History Month, happy Women's History Month, everyone. Um, this week's quote is by Eleanor Roosevelt, which is one of my favorite quotes personally. And it reads, quote, a woman is like a teabag. You never know how strong she is until she gets in hot water. Um, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, not only for women though, but I feel like for everyone, for anyone, uh, and for, for anyone and for everyone, um, sometimes you don't really know your potential until you're really tested. Um, so yes, I really hope you have a really great um, upcoming week this week. I enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, thank you so much. If uh, I have a spoken word album out on Anchor as well, so if you want to go listen to that, I would appreciate it. It's called um, Education Emancipation. That's my little plug for this week, but yes, thanks uh, for listening so much. Um, I hope you have an amazing week. Um, always remember to keep on smiling and always be positive and kind to one another. Thanks, everyone. Bye.